All right, folks, once more with feeling. This is, uh, today is November 12th, 2018, Veterans Day. Now, uh, as we know, Veterans Day was yesterday, but we're celebrating it today. And the Marine Corps birthday, oorah, Marine Corps, uh, was on November 10th. But it's been a great weekend, Veterans Day weekend, Marine Corps birthday weekend, and I'm topping it off with uh, this live cast podcast you'll see tonight with, and what I mean by that is I'm going to put this up on the uh, Facebook Live. You're watching this live as we're doing it. But then we're going to uh, have a podcast which will go out this Thursday on OscarMikeRio.com. And I'm pleased to be talking to a cool guest who has really, along with Keith Hayes of Sinister One Productions and Anthony Arnold of Humazoo, uh, who has been there from the beginning, even though he didn't realize it. I'm pleased to introduce Army veteran Mr. Brian Richards from Massasoit Community College, uh, who has a lot of knowledge and, and, and expertise in the radio industry. And I got to meet him at the first Dale Dorman uh, Radio Day. And, and Brian, welcome to the show. Travis, thank you so much. And again, happy Veterans Day to you. Happy Veterans Day to you, sir. It's Thanks, nice sir. to say that. And this is what makes this day so cool is I'm sitting with another veteran mm-hmm. and we're talking about media and content creation. Um, but before we get into that, I really, if you wouldn't mind, kind of recap what is... Uh, Massasoit's commitment to media and how does Dale Dorman figure into that? Um, Massasoit, um, you can tell it's live, but Massasoit, uh, they they really do um, like to uh, push the radio, which is great um, because not too many kids at Massasoit know about it. Now, when I was there, I had them playing radio throughout the cafeteria. Oh, really? Which Oh, yeah, they, they, they went out and they got... Um, what they called Raspberry Pis, they were little, um, I'm not exactly sure what you oh, call computers, them. computers, right? And they, and they would have the signal go throughout the school. Oh, cool. Which is really great. You know, they had that going. Um, but the thing is, they, they realized that it's another form of kids um, showing how to express themselves. There's a lot of kids there, and including myself, being an older kid, that um, you really, you don't know how to go about things on a normal day-to-day basis. Like um, me, okay, I'm shy. Can't tell, I am. What? Straight up. Um, But the thing is, I get behind the mic, golden. Good to go, this and that. And, you know, you can joke around, kid around, and things like that. It's fantastic. And the thing with the Massasoit doing, uh, having a Dale Dorman studio, Dale Dorman was what I would like to classify in my eyes as the original knucklehead because I loved him because he was on WLVI. He was on the radio. Everything you see, Dale Dorman this, Dale Dorman. And he was part of me growing up, you know? And um, when I went to to, um, the radio studio, they had the Dale Dorman studio and this and that. Everything there was donated from his family, from, you know, the, the, um, the boards, the mixing boards, the speakers, to everything. So... His family knew that Dale wanted his, um, his legacy to go on, his uh, teachings to go on. So they donated everything there so the kids could learn from Dale Dorman some more. Well, it was just amazing. I mean, because I've been to uh, three of them, right? Mm-hmm. And every year it gets better. Yeah. But the thing I tell people when they ask about it is I got to meet some people intimately involved with local and national media. They brought in voiceover artists. They brought in, uh, you know, theater people. They brought in video people, mm-hmm. audio people, but also 
they had a real focus on radio and content creation. And it was just amazing because people just think you go out to Best Buy, buy some stuff, go on YouTube, and you're oh, no. instantly a star. No. And, and you you realize by seeing the Doug Means there and the Lalapitas from Lalapitas, yep. how professional these people actually are. They're not some knuckleheads. They actually have really refined their craft. Mm-hmm. And so how's it been getting to be a part of that? It's, it's unbelievable. Um, I didn't realize it. And again, when I, when I use, um, the term, uh, knucklehead for Dale Dorman, it's, I use that endearingly because, you know, he, he was so good at what he did. He could act however he wanted right. and he still got a good result. So that's fantastic. Um, we had a radio show, a um, Radio Classics, last April, I believe it was. And it was the last one that Massasoit was going to do because they've done them in the past. And we had people from like Scott Wally. We had um, like the Doug Means. We had, I mean, every sportscaster from Massachusetts. We had all those people there. And we would do skits. We would do plays and things like that. Um, and it's fantastic just to learn from those people. You sit down, you know, a couple hours before showtime and they're just going through the scripts and they're like, okay, and it's not a problem for them because they've done it. They've worked on their craft. And it takes a while to learn that. And just to see how they go about things, that, again, is like another class for me because you can have the people there right in front of you, like um, Hank Phillippe Ryan. Right. She is phenomenal. She is phenomenal. She'll, she'll just sit there and boom, 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 go through her lines. Okay, she'll put it down, and then she knows everything. You know, one of the stories, it's funny you mentioned her, One, she... And the first one really stuck out in my mind. She's talking about how you shouldn't say no. Right. That you should be open to new opportunities that are very uncomfortable to you. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, you want to get good at something before you actually do it. And she she threw that completely out of the window. And she talks about um, an intern who chose to go home instead of helping her break the, uh, the Michael Jackson passing away story. And it under, underscored how even though you might have to miss a lunch or miss a date or crack open a book, if yeah. you're not willing to be uh, versatile, you're not going to go very far in this business. No, and it's all in how far you want to take it. If you, you, know, you want to do well, you need to work at it. And you need to take those uncomfortable stories. You need to get those um, you know bad events and, and things like that, like the Michael Jackson story, you know, they can take that and that that's part of history. Right. So to know that, okay, you help break the story, you help, you know, devise how everything was going to go for that story. That's, that's something you can't miss. Well, in case in point, look at today, yeah. uh, th- this, this live cast uh, folks did not start the way we thought it was going to start at tested out. All right. We had everything dialed in and then we go to go live on actual launch time and uh, well uh this this is in, this is involved simper gumby and <laughs> but i i've learned so much by doing it i've learned so much by by getting out of my comfort zone usually uh everybody knows who who's on the podcast uh brian mm-hmm. we wouldn't have any video running at all mm-hmm. it'd be two microphones and my zoom h6 and we'd be going at it we wouldn't even need the laptop here right but uh i i wanted to i mean forced to try to do something new and different and i really want to thank you right now for allowing me to kind of <laughs> toddle around if you will yeah, but but Please, I mean, it's it's me that should be thanking you because, again, you give me a, this opportunity to learn from you. 
you know, you're, you're setting everything up and okay, I'm, you know, getting this all set and, you know, things happen. Oh, it's a snafu. You know what? Okay. Let's work through it. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and instead of, um, you know, just sitting here and throwing the whole thing in, still try to go at it and you, you figure it out and kudos to you, you know, really. Well, it's, it's been a educational experience. And, and so as I've, I've gone into veterans advocacy and, and done more talks with people and find out that veterans are trying to use creativity to really work through some of the issues they have and kind of rebuild their lives. There's, there's two, maybe three types of people that I run into. I run into people that started off with a blog painting, uh, you know, their own little video series, a little Twitter series, right? And they've got this thing dialed in. They, they've been doing this for three to five years now. They know what they're doing. They've got it all dialed in. And, and they run it like a like an advanced hobby, almost like a business to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got the people who, for lack of a better term, they, they went out to Best Buy. They went on Amazon, bought some kits, yeah. threw it in their room. You know, got some shirts made, got some pins made, and and they're doing this thing, and you watch it, and you're like, they've got the the slick materials, they've got all the the right stuff, right, but their stuff isn't any good. And that's the thing, they they the one thing that um, they don't have is they haven't taken the time to perfect the craft. Now, all the the people that I've interviewed, I mean, even from. Um, Professor Z at Massasoit, she's like, it takes time. She's been doing it, and she still, um, you know, works down the Cape. She's still perfecting her craft. That's something that takes years and years to do. Now, it's not to say that there's kids out there that can't go to Best Buy or wherever and get it, and boom, hey, they're all done. You know what? There could be people that like that. Then that that's great. Um, but there's other people that they want to get to a certain level. They want to get to, you know, to quote a free, maybe it could be a Tom Brokaw or a David Brinkley, somebody like that, that good, where, you know what, you got to work at it and work at it. They didn't do it overnight. No. So it's, you know, it's going to take, it's going to take me a while. It's going to take you a while. It's going to take a lot of people a long time to do it. And I mean, you look at Jordan Rich, okay? Yep. Fantastic guy. He, he gave me an hour of his time. I interviewed him. He's phenomenal. He's been doing it constantly for years and years and years, just like Doug Mann, just like, I mean, a lot of other people. Nothing comes I don't see anything coming easy some people could you know what hey it worked out everything's fine beautiful but you know what I, I need to put the time in right so no it, it, it's and then the third type that I run into is they bought the stuff they, they they made a Facebook page maybe an Instagram page and they never launch it doesn't matter what it is. It could be a guy painting. It could be a guy doing uh, what we're doing right now, but they never launch. And, and so I think you touched on the second one where I, I try to tell people because I'm still learning. Like like today was a huge, uh, humbling learning experience in a good way, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm willing to learn. But there, there's something missing when you're not willing to take the time. But why do you think people you know go out and, and, and want to invest in this and then never really get their their story, their brand, their idea off the ground, because there's a lot of those too. Yeah, it, it just, you know, it may take longer than what they think. If it's something, you know, because a lot of um, kids, millennials, I'll say, um, and there are some who aren't, but they're kids that they want a quick fix. They want, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 and I'm going to get this result. 
Right. It's not going to happen that way. Um, there's a lot of things that take time. You know, um, I didn't get how I am overnight. I'm still learning. I mean, look what I've learned just sitting here with you. Right. So it does take time. And the thing is, there's a lot of people that think if they buy a mic, they buy this, they buy that, and everything's going to come to fruition. It's not. It's not. You need to put the footwork in. You need to put the time in to learn it. And if you want to learn it and you want to know how to do it bad enough, you will. Yeah, and I, just real quick, man, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that uh, Professor Z from Massasoit, oh, yeah. uh, regardless, uh, she wants you to come on board be a student. But I, I got to watch her for the last three years work with the students on Dale Dorman Day. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's my impression of her is, you know, yes, she's like the, you know, overseeing it all and making mm-hmm. sure it all works right. But she's still teaching her students as you guys are putting on this event. And mm-hmm. it seems like the students really respond to that. They, they, they do, because the biggest thing that she and um, Professor Bowers teaches you by being one of their students, the biggest thing that they teach you is to have confidence in yourself. Mm-hmm. Because what she does now, she, it, it may look like in, um, in hindsight that she's, you know, okay, standing off to the side and, you know, the kids are doing their thing and they're announcing this and that and this and that. She's letting them run how they do things. Now, she might be giving them a little bit of push. Okay, it's time to do this or it's time to do that. But, you know, they're running it and they're having and learning confidence in themselves, which is a huge, huge thing for a lot of kids, especially in the radio sector, because you're going to get kids that are, you know, shy. You're going to get kids that have um, other social, you know, uh, issues or things like that. And they really don't want to come out of their shell. Well, Lisa and Professor Bowers, by doing that, they're helping kids come out of their shell, right? which is fantastic. That was the biggest, well, not the biggest, but that's one of the things that I really appreciated about them is they told you, you know, what you needed to do and they allowed you to go do it, right? which is fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, she is awesome. So I, I went to the first one. I met Keith. I met Professor Z. I met you. And I'm like, well, maybe I can do this. And the podcast gets started. And I can attest to what you're saying. There were some times, especially when I go back and listen to some of my first like 30 episodes, I'm like, my God, these were yeah. these were god awful. They were really not good. But Keith made me go back and listen to them because he wanted me to understand how far I had come. But I certainly agree with what you're saying that it does take time. But are there any ways to kind of I don't know, shorten the learning curve, or is it just willingness to trial and error? It, you know, everything in life is trial and error. Um, you know, you don't know, um, you don't know what you don't know until you do it. Right. Like, okay, your car could be running, you go to start it, brr, you grind it. Oh, now you know. You know, this one of those things that you you just you have to do it to experience it um, to find out how things are going to work. Um, everybody nowadays. And I'm guilty of it as the next guy. Everybody wants a quick fix. Everybody wants, okay, I want this done yesterday. I want it's, it's not going to happen like that. You just need to, you know, have patience, perseverance, and right. it'll all come to fruition. Well, speaking of fruition, um, even though there's a lot of emphasis on video media and YouTube stars and Instagram stars, radio is about that fruition of the human voice with either reaching out to another human being or having another human being in the studio. And and I say fruition, but what I really mean is connection. And and why do you think radio is still good for that? 
because like um, in days past when they used to do like the radio skits, like I was part of in last uh, April, we did a um, um, radio show and um, people still look at it like, okay, let me figure out who this person is or how this person is by the way they speak. Right. Now you can speak and you can talk really loud and somebody will think you're an angry person. Well, you can talk really soft and they can think you're very timid. So that's a way that for you to get across to them just to like break a barrier, I think, and to show them that, um, okay, you know, you can be any, anyone you want behind the mic. You put the camera on, they see how you are. You know, so behind the mic, behind the radio, like you got the old radios, you know, and they can say, oh, uh, this, this person's this. Well, when you meet them, they may be totally different. So I think if somebody's listening to you through the radio, then you're trying to make them feel the same way you feel about whatever you're doing. Like if you're reading a script, okay? If you're scared when you're reading a script, you want them to be scared while they're listening to you. And that was, well, that was the other thing. A lot, a lot of what I got out of the last three Dale Dorman uh, years is if, if you really want to take your game to the next level, don't be afraid to take some voice acting classes or yeah. acting classes. Right to learn how to take words and make them, make somebody feel something. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, like, like when I was there, there was multiple kids saying, you know, you should take up an acting class. You should do this. You should do that. And I really, I thought about it. Um, my schedule was such that I just could not do it. Right. Um, you know, and would I do it now? Yeah, maybe. Um, but I think you can learn a lot from actors. Um, you can, you know, learn how to enunciate. You can learn how to not pronounce your R's, things like that, you know. Um, and there are, there are some classes in some colleges that help you um, learn to get rid of your accent, be it Southern, be it Bostonian, be it whatever. And I'm not getting rid of mine. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but still, uh, accents aside, mm -hmm. one thing that... I, I, I picked up from listening to Garrison Keillor, Rush Limbaugh, and, and Howard Stern. I mean, and, and I, I mentioned those three people because regardless of how you feel about them. Yeah, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, wow, that's a, that's a wide variety. It, it, well, I, I, did that, I did that on purpose because yeah. regardless of how you feel about them yeah, yeah. And, and who they are as people mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, and how, what they espouse, there is no denying that those three people are pros, experts, but not really maybe naturals at what they do they, they they could be they could be naturals but okay thinking that um how long has rush limbaugh been doing it how long has howard stern been doing right it? right didn't happen overnight no they had to practice their craft you know you saw from howard stern's um bio that it's taken him a while so you know it's something it's again you still got to practice it every day you know um there's there's papers that i go through how to pronounce words and things like that and learn to enunciate how I want to speak. Um, and I'm not the best in the world um, at enunciating. I am how I am. Well, it, it's kind of funny you mentioned papers. Uh, one of the things I see is a lot, of, a lot of podcasters will just try to wing it. You know, I'm going to set up my stuff and I'll just ask questions and it'll be a good interview. And I, I really try to say, look, you, you want to as much as you can with the information you have in front of you, try to learn about the person and what they are uh, rather than just wing it. Right. The more you know about them before you go into the interview, the, the better 
prepared you are to ask that off-ball question absolutely if, if the opportunity presents itself. And mm-hmm. I really try to preach the preparation aspect. And how important is that when you approach a guest or somebody you want to land? Well, look, look at it this way. If, um, if I was to interview you, okay, and I was going to ask you some questions about, you know, your past. Okay, hey, you did this and this in the Marines. Then what about this? Well, you're like, wait a minute. You took the time to find out about me? That means a lot. And just like when I did um, with Doug Meehan, I found out a lot about Doug Meehan. I looked at his bio and I did some research on him. And I had four or five pages worth of information on him to ask questions and to revert back to. And it was funny because one example, like I I said earlier, that um, I asked Doug Meehan, I said, you know, the Massasoit's doing the show Grease. And I said, because I knew he did Grease at Westfield State. And I said, hey, if Danny falls sick, do you want to get in? And he just loved it because I found out more about him than the normal person would have. And he thought that was the best thing in the world. That, that, would, bring, that would bring somebody like, wow, you really want to know about me. You really want to interview me. That, that just makes me feel good. On that vein of preparation, on that vein of knowing, knowing somebody how important is it to get their trust? And have you ever had somebody say, hey, look, I don't want you talking about this subject. We can talk about anything else, but I don't want you talking about this. Or the, the flip side, too, is, hey, I really want to talk about this. And what I've, I've done, um, and I've respected that. If they don't you know, want to talk about certain things, then I, I don't bring them up. Um, you know, while I'm a student, I have to go by the rules. That's fine. Um, if... I, in, you know, in the future, I need an answer to something, then, well, listen, you know, we need an answer. What is your answer? Is it yes or no, or no comment? Right. You know, um, but if somebody wants to, you know, talk about ABC, XYZ, fine, give me some material. I'll write down some questions on it and then we'll go from there. You know, that way they know that I'm taking into consideration what they want to do. And I'm either talking about what they want to talk about or not talk about what they want to talk about. So, you know, the interview is not, um, it's, it's not like, you know, back and forth, like uh, they're, right. they're not happy about it, you know? So I do, I do what I can to appease all sides right now. Gotcha. Gotcha. So you're, you're, you're a veteran and where, where you're out, you're either, you know, you got a motorcycle club, you got a story to tell, mm-hmm. you want to get started it seems like the first thing you want to do is really understand what your idea is and then figure out how you want to tell the story. That, that's it. That's it. And it's like when I was, you know, making my radio show for Massasoit, I'm like, okay, what, what don't we have? What do I like? What don't we have? And I did the Gen X flashback. And that's I've, right. That's I have right. It on, uh, yeah, I have it on Facebook, the Gen X flashback. And, um, you know, every week I would play some songs from when we were growing up, which is good. And then I'd interview some people and things like that. Sometimes I'd veer off you know, off course and I'd interview the president of Massasoit or somebody else or some things like that, but it, it would work out really well. Um, and it's just, if you want to, you've got to find your niche. You've got to find what interests you and what you think will interest people. Now, is everybody going to be interested in, you know, the Gen X flashback? You know what? The people that are part of the Gen X, they'll appreciate it. Well, that, that, that that's actually kind of how I want to, kind of wrap this up as mm-hmm. we as we wind down a lot of people i meet 
are solely interested in the numbers. They want to pick up their their phone yep. and look at the the counts on whatever feed they've got going on, Castbox, Stitcher, any any platform, SoundCloud, YouTube, and okay, their their measure of success is I have this many views per week. And, and I, I don't really agree with that. I don't know if I'm in the minority, but I'm like, you can have a, a, a million views about something. Well, okay, does a million views on a cat video, is that is that more substantive than, you know, 100 views from people who really want to find out about your your idea or what you're doing? How do you, how do you, how do you answer that question? You know, it's, it's tough because a lot of people um, look at social media because they, okay, I just... I just want to be, uh, I want to enjoy things. Okay. That's why they'll look at the cat video. Oh, that's cute. Oh, look at fluffy, you know, that type of thing. Um, other people really want to find out information and then they go to social media. Well, you're going to get the information from social media that they want to give you. That's it. Be it Twitter, be it Facebook or whatever. Right. Um, again, you need to do your due diligence to get the right information, you know? Um, but I think, I think people just, some people want to be want to just enjoy it, and some people want to um, go that step further. Like we need to do in our careers, they want to go that step further and find out, you know, okay, what is actually going on? What will I find out from looking into this guy's podcast? Gotcha. What is he about? You know. Well, that's that's, that's kind of the point of, of OMR in, in in you know Oscar Mike is you know on the move or you know on mission to some groups, but it's mainly on the move. Yep. You know, we're we're on the move. And it can be frustrating sometimes to put in the work to create the content. And I'm like, that's, that's, that's it. But then again, it's also encouraging when, uh, I'll tell you an example that happened this weekend. I got to see Richard Fitz Jr.'s premiere at the Abington Public Library about his documentary. And a couple people recognized, you know, hey, you're the, you're the Oscar Mike guy. (laughs) And it, it, Doing this podcast has allowed me to meet people like Richard and tell their stories or be a part of, you know, that moment. He had worked very, very hard with Rudy Childs to create this this story about his dad, right? I mean, he's a local guy, not a lot of money, not a lot of chance to really market and exposure. And to be a part of that, very small part of it, was still you know, to see it coalesce on, on Saturday, uh, Brian mm-hmm. was a great moment and, and, and having that moment to me meant more than getting a hundred thousand likes off, off of any kind of video. Oh yeah. And, and I, and I tell people, I mean, how important is it to be authentic? You know, the, the thing is you can, you are who you are. You can be on the radio and you can, you know, make all the voices up and things like that. And, you know, you can sound like either a nice guy if you want to, per, um, purvey a nice guy on the radio or a mean person, but people are going to see you on the street and you're not who you portray on the radio. No, you, you want to be who you are and okay. that, and that's it. Because for me, I'm not going to, I won't sugarcoat it. I won't, um, you know, make you think something different. I am how I am and I'll see you on the street. I'll shake your hand. If you know, we get along great. If not, so be it. That's just the way you've, you've got to be authentic. I've interviewed people and I'm like, okay, this person based on their social media feeds and what I've heard and seen is exactly who they are, who I'm talking to right now. Mm -hmm. I I don't have to worry about the fact that they're putting me on with some, some scam or some, 
you know, image you're trying to project, they are who they are. Right. And they're not, they're not trying to tell you everything you want to hear. They're telling you exactly what they're about. That, 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 that means the most to me when someone actually does that. And I find That's that it. very valuable. Okay. I took the time to get to know them. This validates my effort. It's, it's really great to see. So what do you think is going to happen in the future, uh, Rich with with media and content creation, I think, um, and, and it's funny because I I talked to uh, a lot of people at Massasoit, and I talked to matter of fact even Jordan Rich. Um, they're like, well, you know, um, FM. I think AM and FM will still still be around, won't be as much, but um, I think podcasts are going to be a big thing. I think they'll go, and um, there'll be you know different genres of podcasts nowadays. You'll you'll go out and you'll get an MP3. And just plug it into your car and just let it go, you know, um, kind of like uh, XM, right? You know, um, I think that's that's going to be the way of things going. Is everything's going to be done and done ahead of time, and then, you know, just just let it roll. Like like there's some people that they do a podcast from, um, say you know Eastern Texas, and they just do a podcast around the world. It's it's phenomenal, you know. You just do it. You send it into the station, and psh, that's it. Well. One of my uh, growing pains, one of the things I'm trying to do that's not comfortable is this live work. Now, if we were doing a strict podcast, a lot of the audio and, and you know, my mental lapses and not not because I'm <laughs> I know, farting, I know, but because I know. it's like, okay, I'm trying to, you know, you're juggling it. a lot of things. Right, right, right. Would all be edited out yep. and sound yep. real pretty yep. and it'd, it'd be a nice packaged product, but live. But it wouldn't be real. Yeah, it wouldn't be real, and I've I've had a I've had some some good times being real, but this is where I'm like, wow, doing this live is some yeah. real. You're you're going from right here to right here. I'm not saying that podcasters right. in of themselves are not really stretching themselves because you have to get your sound right and interact with the guests right. But for me right now and what we're doing, this live thing forces me to really expand in ways mm-hmm. that. I haven't had to, right? So I, I feel it's valuable to do that because a, a lot of times stuff will happen during a podcast. I'm like, okay, because like you said, you're prepared, you can make that next jump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I is there going to be a fourth annual Dale Dorman event? I'm sure there will be. I'm sure there will be. Um, I would assume it would be like next April, yeah, April 2019. Um, I will. I'm definitely. I'm going to you know try to be involved as much as I can with it. Um, probably behind the scenes because I'm going to let the, the kids and the classes and all that, you know, do, do their no, thing. And- I've seen you for the past three years and, 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 and you were so kind every year to kind of, because you had the army hat on. I'm like, hey, I'm a veteran. <laughs> and that's how we started talking. That's how we started talking. So yeah. uh, it, it was it was good to see. Yeah. And as far as your Gen X show, where can people find that? It's um, on, on Facebook, uh, Gen X Flashback with Brian Richards. Um, I've done multiple shows um, from Massasoit. As soon as I get to Curry College in January, I'm going to try to pick that back up and do more Gen X shows. I also want to do some shows for veterans, so I'll definitely have you on when I do my show over there. Would love to come on and, and talk with you more and, and show you what I'm up to. And, you know, uh, this whole podcast, video cast, live cast has in, in <laughs> encompassed Simper Gumby. Because it's fun. This is not how it was supposed to go, but it, it has but been. It but it's the way it is, and yeah, we just move on and we, we enjoy it. Make yeah. it happen, make it happen. That's it. Well, hey, Brian, thank you so much for coming on. I've had a My great pleasure. time doing this. It's Veterans Day, folks. Hope that you got to uh, see a vet or think a vet 
And it's, again, it's been a great weekend for me, and I'm glad to end it with talking to you, Brian. Thank you, Travis. I appreciate it. Hey, this is Oscar Mike Radio. I'm part of the Hoobazoo Network and Sinister One Productions. My name is Travis Parrington, and we are on the move. <laughs>